Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Now, how many of you eat a well-balanced meal? Meaning you eat your fruits, your veggies, your 25% of this, 25% of that. Uh, many times we can be guilty of not eating a well-balanced meal. Now, we know just off-balance a little bit is not going to bother us, but if it's majorly off-balance, what will happen? We can have major health issues. We can have minor health issues. We know nutritionists tell us to eat well-balanced meals, and you probably know by the way you feel whether you've been eating good or not. And so we want to strive the same way that we need to have a well-balanced meal, to have a well-balanced view or biblical view of who God is, of how God has revealed himself to us. I, I love that we have scripture. I love that we have the Bible, that you don't have to take my word for what I'm saying God is, and I don't have to take your word for what you're saying God is. Though both of us may be very trustworthy, I want to know what God says he is like. And God has given us His Word. His Word says exactly what He says. And His Word is given to us so that He can reveal characteristics, truths, attributes, things we can attribute to God. And so we want to keep that balance. So we talked about that as we were talking about the eminence of God. We needed to keep it in a perfect balance with the transcendence of God. I know these may be big words, and I'm always careful. I always hate uh, using big words, but we have to use these words because we're trying to describe God. So we spoke of God's eminence, or when we said that, we were talking about the fact that God, or the truth that God, is present everywhere. It's very similar to His omnipresent, but He's also active. So God's eminence is a way to describe His omnipresence. The fact that God is present everywhere, but he's also active. But there's also a truth that God reveals in Scripture that he is beyond or he's above or he's so much greater than all of it, that he's separate from and independent from creation or you and I. And so we want to talk about transcendence this week so we can keep these in a good balance. So we're talking about God is so much higher. God is so much greater than you fill in the blank. Uh, everything. And so we get this from a few passages in Scripture. I want to read four of them specifically to us. Uh, so just hang with me. They're just uh, verse, one verse out of each passage. Isaiah 55, uh, I lied to you. Look, it's 55. It's two, two verses on this first uh, passage, and the rest of them are one verse. So I want to be honest with you there, right? But Isaiah 55, uh, verses 8 through 9, may be familiar to you, may not be. Uh, but he says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so I think our key word there is the word higher. Now, what do you think of when you hear the word higher? Typically, we think of some, it's a comparison word. So if something's going to be higher, it's in compared to something that is what? Lower. So automatically it puts us in this idea of comparison. Well, he's talking about the heavens. He's talking about his thoughts and his ways are higher than what is the considered lower, our ways, our thoughts. And so he's comparing here higher. And typically when you think of higher, if you're like me, you think of distance. You think of a building being higher than another building. You think of this person's height. They are taller or higher than the other person. 
Uh, if you live in the flat hills or the flatlands of eastern North Carolina and you drive up to the beautiful mountains of western part of North Carolina, uh, you see that the mountains are so much higher in elevation. So many times we think of the word higher as a change in geographical location or a change in distance. Uh, but when God speaks of his thoughts and his ways being higher, he speaks of them being exalted above. Uh, being greater than. It's not just a, a moving distance. We're just going to talk about more in a moment. And it's hard for man to begin to imagine this. Isaiah 57, verse number 15, uh, talks about both of these truths that we've talked about last week and this week together in one verse. He says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So here he says he he is independent from and inhabits eternity, separate from creation as you and I know it, this is in uh, really put in parentheses of time. He says, I live there, but I also dwell where? With him that is of contrite spirit. So he teaches that, yeah, he's independent from and he transcends all of it, but he's also very active Within it. And then we go over to the New Testament and we look at John chapter number eight, verse number 23. And we hear to have uh, uh, Jesus speaking here in verse number 23. And he says, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. So here he's given the contrast of this higher. But he talks about being beneath on the earth and above, meaning kind of up in heaven. So sometimes when we think about God, where do we think? We look up. We think, okay, God is up there somewhere, right? We think he's out there in the heaven somewhere. And part of that is true. But he's given us a comparison here. You are beneath, I am higher, you are lower. And our last verse here is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16. And I read all these verses sometimes on a podcast. You try to keep it a little shorter, but I want to give you the biblical basis. I think that is so important. It says this, Paul describing Jesus, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So speaking that God, while you and I are mortal human beings, he is immortal. He dwells in the light, which what it, look what it says, no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see. It just speaks of God's transcendence. So when we're speaking about transcendence, what do we mean by definition? It, the word just simply means to go above, to rise above, to go beyond. So as we apply that to God, it means he's separate from and independent of nature and humanity. It's God, as though God is active in creation, at the same time he is independent and beyond or outside the creation. He must be because he is the creator of all. He existed before creation, so he has to be outside of it. So what is not meant by transcendent? Sometimes it's, it's easy to learn what something means by learning what it is not and also what it is. Well, as human, and human beings, we speak in analogy often because that's how we communicate. We, we see and understand things, and we use what we see and understand to describe other things. And our language has a hard time talking about God because you and I are talking about something so greater. I mean, you think about talking about God is eternal. All you and I know is time. So we can only use time language to try to refer to God. So many times we have a breakdown in our language or our communication. And that's okay, but we try to do the best we can. So when we speak of God being above or beyond, we typically think of geographical location. We do not mean, though, that God is above or beyond in distance, because God is right here with us. 
Think about this. God is closer than your breath and even closer than your thoughts. Why? Because God is everywhere present. So we do not mean by transcendence that you have to travel far away into the galaxies to knock on God's door. We do not mean by God's transcendence that you have to change in geographical location to find God. A.W. Tozer said this, God never thinks about the size of anything because God contains everything. He never thinks about distance because God is everywhere. He doesn't have to go from one place to another, so distance doesn't mean anything to him. And so the idea here is transcendence taken too far due to the neglect of God's eminence is a God that is not personal, that you cannot approach, and that you cannot know. So if we take this idea that God is beyond everything, he's outside of everything, we would say, well, we can never get to God. We can never know God. We can never communicate with God. But remember, why do we know that's not true? Because we have the the teaching that God has revealed about his eminence. We have the teaching that God has revealed that he's everywhere present. We've had the teachings that God is pursuing us. God was present in that. So what do we mean by transcendence? It means God is higher in being. doesn't mean he's higher in location. It means he's higher in being. What do we mean by that, that God is higher in being? Well, you and I are human beings. God is a being, but God is not a human being. God created human beings, and from his being, we receive our being, but God is a spirit, and we are humans. God is a spirit and we're human beings created by this spirit. Therefore, he is above or beyond us in being. Just as God cannot be contained in creation because he existed before creation, so therefore he's outside of it, the same is for you and I. You and I are created by God who is a being. We receive our life, our breath, our being from him, so he is outside of us because he was before us. And so he is an uncreated being. We are a created being. He transcends us in power, wisdom, and holiness. Why? Because he's a holy being and we are a sinful being. Scripture talks about this. He is the potter and we are the clay. You see, God in his magnificence, God in his power, transcends or is beyond all of creation that we know and see. God is pure spirit, which is holy, completely unique from all of creation. And we're going to look on Thursday's episode of what difference does this make? But just as a quick application for this episode, whatever you're going through, whatever difficulty you may be facing, whatever trial, whatever mountain that you cannot see over, you can't see past, you don't know how on earth anything can happen, this great God that transcends everything because he's so much higher, he's so much greater, he is exalted above all that you and I know, is the same one that is accessible to you and I. It's the same one that says, with with me, all things are possible. There's nothing impossible with me. So this great God that is beyond even sometimes our human comprehension is so much greater than whatever difficulty, whatever trial, whatever heartache, Whatever decision you're struggling to make, he is greater than all that. And okay, that's great. What difference does that make? He's very personal. So think about who you have access to. Think about this great God that we're trying to talk about. He's given us a book that reveals all about him. He didn't have to do that. He did not. He could have created us and left us. 
But God pursues us. God pursues you. God desires a relationship with you. And God wants to work in mighty ways in your life so that you can experience His presence, but also see His power working in and through your life. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.